Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and Mark Henry talk crown jewel from this past Saturday. We talk about Roman and L.A. Knight Roman retaining that undisputed WWE Universal Championship. And then how about Solo Sokoa's win over John Cena? We get Bully and Mark's take, all that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Going back to Crown Jewel from this past Saturday and the main event being L.A. Knight and Roman Reigns. And, and Bully, you said something. Again, we could go back and forth on this as far as like the glorified house show because if you think about it, that main event was something that had people talking for weeks. Also, we saw a re-debut and a title change uh, on Saturday. So it was a very interesting, definitely significant show. But what everybody was talking about was L.A. Knight and Roman Reigns. And another title defense for Roman. We don't get to see Roman much. It's been a while since we saw Roman uh, defend this WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. I mean, the last time we saw Roman uh, defend this championship was at SummerSlam in August. So it's been a while. But let me ask you this, Mark. You said that it did a lot for L.A. Knight. Is it doing a lot for Roman? How do you think people are reacting to Roman's title defense this past Saturday at Crown Jewel? Dave, every time that a basketball is shot in the world, Somebody says Michael Jordan's name. You cannot talk about elite, top-level basketball without saying Michael Jordan. Roman Reigns, you cannot talk about elite pro wrestling without mentioning Roman Reigns. You can't do it. If you do, you hate him. If I had Roman Reigns as my bell cow, he would do exactly what the hell he's doing. He would show up, wave, point the finger in the air, direct some stuff, tell people where to go, and then I would take his ass back to his hotel in a limo. Because if he gets injured, pay-per-view is over with. The, the ratings will, will dive. That's how powerful he is. So... If, if I only get the usage of him five to ten times a year, I'm good with that. It's worth it. Same thing it was with Andre. Roman Reigns has become the modern-day Andre. He's an attraction. Now, Bully, before I get your take, I got to follow up on this, if you don't mind. And that is what you just said, Mark, as, as Roman being an attraction. And I would agree with Roman being an attraction. And you, could, and you mentioned Andre the Giant. That's a big reason why Andre was never a champion because they wanted Andre to just be an attraction. This is where, and I, Bully, I know this is going to sound like apples and oranges to you. Maybe I'm crazy. But you know how, and rightfully so, you get upset about officiating. Like, hey, this is the foundation of what this business is built on. And now you have offici officials not following the rules. I feel like it's the same thing for me with Roman's title reign here. 
you know, I have grown up with when you're a champion, you defend that championship as much as possible. You have a window to defend that championship. That that this this championship is not being defended in that way. And you said the word attraction. I agree with that. But attraction and championship and champion, those should be different two things. different those should be two different things. And yes, attraction's sir. an attraction because the, that person's attracted. Like you said, Andre. Andre never had a world championship around his way. Didn't need one. But but you already put the title on him for three years. You can't go back until he loses. Then he could become Roman Reigns, the, the attraction showing up for matches, and the title picture be a different thing. But right now, the picture they painted, it is what it is. It's nothing that we could do. Bully said it best about Roman and um, L.A. Knight a month ago, maybe. As long as L.A. Knight and Roman go out there and have a, a match that uh, gets the reactions that it's supposed to get, LA and it didn't matter whether or not LA Knight wins or loses and he just has a good match with Roman Reigns, he's gonna come out smelling like roses. And that's exactly what happened. He went out there and had a good ass match with Roman Reigns, and he's smelling like roses. What 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 can you do? You ready? Yeah, go ahead, Bully. Come I'm on. listening. Bless us. <laughs> It's, it's, Mark, I think you're going to understand it, and I'm going to try to unravel it the best I can for wrestling fans who don't see what we see or understand what we understand. Because there are so many people out there that, you know, it's, a, it's amazing how many know-it-alls know nothing at all. Here's the deal. There are a lot of people pissed off about Roman Reigns and the amount of times he defends his championship. We can agree on that, correct? Yes. Yes. But we know he's an attraction that the WWE is trying to keep special and is also trying to keep safe because the bigger picture is Cody and Mania. And we're not going to put Roman in situations where there's even a possibility he's going to get hurt, injured, which totally screws everything up. So we're going to be very, very particular about where we put Roman. Bubble wrap. Correct. He's insulated like the Pope, like the president. People are going... would. Stop complaining if Crown Jewel would have been a different style of Roman match. Maybe a better style of Roman match. Something different than the cookie-cutter Roman match. It's as if people sit back and go, okay, I'll buy into all of the things that you're telling us about Roman. But when Roman wrestles L.A. Knight, because we love L.A. Knight, it better be one hell of a damn match. And we'll still deal with Roman going over and his lack of defenses. But I want a match that's different than everything else we're we've been seeing. And they got 
the same style of match, the interference ending. And I think now people are becoming pissed about this. It's as they wanted something different at Crown Jewel because they got a baby face that they're so into. We don't just want to see the typical Roman match with the interference and the this and the that. But that's what works for Roman. That's what works for the WWE. So coming out of this match on social media, one of my tweets has uh, so many responses of, and, and fans are saying the same exact thing. Bubba, it's the same match. Bubba, it's the same match. Bubba, it's the same match. So not only are fans becoming frustrated with the amount of times that they see Roman, they're frustrated with the match they're seeing Roman in because it's it's cut and paste. I understand that it works. Kiss puts on the same show every night. It's just at a different a different city sees it. But with wrestling now, you see Roman so infrequently that you see everything that Roman does. So everything that Roman does is turning into tackle, drop down, hip toss, arm drag, body slam, interference, spear, one, two, three. And I think this is frustrating wrestling fans. Well, Bully, it reminds me, and you know, everybody knows how a big fan of Ric Flair I am, but there was a time in the 80s that Ric Flair, every title defense would get disqualified. You would see, you know, the four horsemen get involved and then, you know, or getting, you know, throwing Dusty over the top rope or the Dusty finish. Like it got to be where, all right, man, it's almost hard to watch a Ric Flair match because you you already knew how that match was going to end. You knew it was going to end in some kind of a disqualification and Ric Flair was going to retain. What we've seen now, and I think, I think, Bully, it has to do with the infrequency as well because if you want me to make it feel special for me, then you got to do something a little bit special each and every time he goes out there. But we saw with Sami Zayn, we saw with Cody, we saw with Jey Uso, and now we're seeing with LA Knight basically the same match with basically the same ending. So it's like, but is that by design? Like, is it by design that we're getting the same match and the same ending? It works. That's where they're doing. And and, and I, I am not taking a side here. I'm not saying I agree with, with, the, with the way the WWE is doing it. And I don't agree with wrestling fans' frustration. But I understand both. I know why the WWE is doing what they're doing with Roman. It's called Bigger Picture. They actually have the fans' best interest in mind with what they're doing with Roman because they got to get Roman to Philly for for one of two reasons. There's one of two reasons they got to get Roman to Philly. The one that fans are hoping for is that Roman drops the championship to Cody. That's the number one reason. The number two reason is if somebody gets a bug up their ass and goes, nope, we're going to keep rolling with Roman. If they want Roman to surpass Hogan. So they're very, very careful in the situations that they put Roman in. Now, I also see fans' point of view. I know why the fans are frustrated. The fans are frustrated for what I just laid out. You want us to stick around for this champion who we see 
every once in a while. And you're telling us it's bigger and it's better and it's special, but I'm not getting that kind of match out of him. The match that Roman and LA Knight are putting on is a very, very simple match. Psychologically sound and simple. Not a lot of crazy shit because when the characters are that over, you don't have to do crazy shit. And it works. Dave, do you understand where I'm coming from? I know Mark I, does. I, I understand. And go ahead, Mark, because I know, Mark, you want to follow Dave, up on what Bully said. For the people that eat Slam Jams, you know why they eat Slam Jams? They like the taste. They like the taste, and they know the taste. They know what they're going to get with that brand. You go to McDonald's, people go to McDonald's for fries. They don't eat the burgers. They, they, they drink the coffee and they order fries because they know that the fries are going to be the same everywhere they go, and they're delicious. They're going to get what they want. In pro wrestling, it's the same. When you go to your desired wrestling brand and your guy comes out nobody said nothing when Roman when when John Cena was the champ and he was five knuckle shuffling and dropping the uh uh the you can't see me nobody was complaining when the rock was doing the elbow nobody was complaining when Steve Austin was shoot off duck fast press Nobody complained when Undertaker grabbed your hand and got up into the corner and walked the ropes. Why Roman? Why complain well, now? Well, I mean, to be fair, people were complaining about John Cena. That's for sure. I mean, the but crowd what are they? Split. What are they really complaining about with Roman when it comes to the match? The outside. Let's put it under the outside, the outside interference. interference. <laughs> the outside interference. That's what they complain about. They're tired of it. Now, at the end of the day, Roman is a heel. And a heel who is on his way to, you know, being at the very least number three on the list. I believe he is number three on the list, possibly number two on the list. I think fans are like, okay, how come we can't see him more? Or he can at least have more credibility in his wins. Well, how do heels win? They cheat. They cheat to win. They yeah, manipulate. I, I I get that. There's a lot here. Let's take a break. And Dave, a the WWE is going to make you hate Roman Reigns in one way, shape, or the other. This way, by the time they get to Philly, there's not one person in that stadium who's going to want to see Roman retain. Because you know what? We're sick of Roman. We're sick of the outside interference. We're sick of this, that, and your sister's ass. We want Cody. Win, and, Cody, win. And that's it, Bully. And, and, and Bully, I, I was thinking the same thing. Because we're seeing the same match over and over again, because most notably because of that outside interference, listen, at WrestleMania 39, there was a big portion of that crowd that wanted to see Roman retain. I think we're going to get to the point where fans are going to be sick 
of Roman. They're already planting the seeds with some of the things that L.A. Knight said, like, you're not, you're not here. You're never defending this championship. You're sitting at home watching me on TV. And then when you finally do get in the ring, you need outside interference. This isn't the Roman that we were talking about a year ago. The dominant Roman Reigns that was steamrolling everybody. And we were saying about, oh my God, who could beat Roman? Remember having that conversation, Bully? It's like, who could yes. beat Now we're at the point where basically everybody could beat Roman. Because Roman needs out outside interference in order to win. There was a point where Cody won that match at WrestleMania 39. There was a point where Sami Zayn won his match. There was a point now where LA Knight won his match. Now we're at the point where Roman needs outside interference. To your point, Bully, and I think you're 1,000% correct. When we get to WrestleMania 40, every single person in that stadium is going to want to see Cody win because they're sick and tired of Roman Reigns as your WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. Wrestling fans are now seeing the reality or the cracks in the reality. Actually, Wrestling fans are seeing the cracks in the perception that the WWE is trying to create around Roman. Now, remember, the playing field is the entire world. Roman is extremely over on the entire planet. This will not affect the WWE in one way, shape, or form. And when I say affect them, affect them in um, any type of uh, financial way. This company is just blazing balls right. through making right, I'm, money. I'm sorry to jump in here for a second, but you always got to be careful of, you know, when you when you test it a little too much and you go a little too long with certain things. This is why, again, this has to end at 40 because, Bully, if you said if somebody gets a bug up their ass and they're like, you know what, we're going to go longer with this. Let's pass. Let's pass Hogan. Let's pass Bruno. If that happens, then you're going to fall into the danger of where the WWE was a few years ago, where they're going to get sick and tired of it. And entirely correct, Dave. Entire. I don't believe that they can stretch this out longer with a champion that we see so infrequently. If Roman was defending at the very least once a month, then I think the conversation could be had of, do we have him surpass Hogan? But when you see him this infrequently and you get the you get the Roman style of match, but just like, and, and Mark brought up a great point, and you brought up a great point, just like we get the flair style of match, I don't think wrestling fans are going to be willing to deal with that anymore. No. Because now you're asking us to sit back and see him, you know, once every couple of months. And then when we see the match once every couple of months, it was the same match that we saw a couple of months ago. Hey, everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. I want to talk a little bit more about L.A. Knight and Roman Reigns. Now, Bully, real quick, don't want to sound like a hater here, but L.A. Knight against The Miz at SummerSlam, crowd was hot for L.A. Knight for the yes and the entrance, 
But during the match, I felt like the crowd kind of got lost during that match. Sounds crazy, and I know Paul, our producer, kind of argued about this over the weekend because he completely disagreed with me. That Saudi crowd was hot for LA Knight with his entrance, and afterwards, I didn't feel like the crowd was that hot during the match. What are your thoughts on what you saw on Saturday? Dave, when I watch a wrestling match, I'm watching with my ears first because the crowd tells you everything you need to know. As a young wrestler, you're taught, always listen to the crowd. They'll tell you everything you need to know about what you're doing in their works or not. Not listen to the crowd in a way where you let them dictate your match. You listen to the crowd to see what they're into and what they're not into. So I am constantly listening closely for any and all sounds that I hear. L.A. Knight is still tip of the iceberg over with the WWE universe. They're into everything that he says, and they're very loud about it. He's getting loud responses with the yeah and the L.A. Knight and let me talk to you and everything that he says. Almost on the same level as the what chance you know, from Austin or any other great tagline, get the tables or do you smell what the rock is cooking? And the only reason I'm throwing get the tables in there is because get the tables is still one of the loudest things you'll hear in the wrestling universe. Still hear it. So all of that stuff, he's mega over. That's the tip of the iceberg. Now what happens when LA night is working? That's, what lies beneath are they into la night with everything that lies beneath the surface is there true genuine emotional investment in the man the character there's some he's on his way but it's not all there yet it takes time to get to that level it takes time for a, 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 a man to truly love a woman, that deep, deep love, or a woman to love a man, or, or any relationship that goes on in this planet where there's real love involved. It takes time to truly emotionally invest and genuinely love. And that's the same type of relationship a wrestler has with its fan base. L.A. Knight's been around now for how long? In the WWE for a very short time. I mean, he's been around the world of wrestling for almost two decades. But I don't been... care about the world of wrestling. Yeah. I care about the WWE right now. Six months? Maybe a little bit more? Since well, this yeah. L.A. Knight craze has started. Yeah, I mean, after getting away from that model agency gimmick, I mean, it's been less than a year that we've seen the okay. true L.A. Knight, yes. And you can only have so much love in that time. The people aren't there for L.A. Knight. They're not willing him to win. Go back and watch. Who's my barometer? Steve Austin. Go back and listen to a Steve Austin match. Or go listen to any of your, any of your favorite WWE babyface matches. People that they are truly into. You hear a buzz throughout the entire match. You can hear them willing their their favorite guy on 
what I heard at Saudi, now Saudi could be a different type of crowd. I heard a lot of peaks and valleys. And the valleys were low for LA night because there was almost silence at times for LA night. And then when there wasn't silence, there was a huge, huge spike in then coming up for him. What LA night needs to do is his, his peaks are there. What he needs to do is raise his valleys. And the only way you raise your valleys is to have the people love you more. How do the people love you more? L.A. Knight has to get his ass handed to him by somebody. L.A. Knight needs to be put into positions where the people now truly feel for him. He hasn't been in that position yet. One of the things that I thought that they could have done for L.A. Knight at the end of Crown Jewel is left him standing at the end. That would have been a nice little feather in his cap. The match could have ended. Roman could have gotten his face and said, ah, you talked a little bit too much. You couldn't back it up. Blah, blah, blah. LA Knight could have caught him with another, uh, what does he call it? Not skull crushing finale. Yeah, uh, I, I, I know. Like, hit him with his finish. Laid him, laid, laid him out flat. That would have been a way to go. And to your point And now about- the last thing you saw was LA Knight laying out Roman Reigns would a nice that would have been a nice little touch for him moving forward but the fact that they didn't and LA Knight just rolled out of the ring and you didn't see him anymore and all you saw was Roman was everything that you need to know about what the plans are for LA Knight they have plans but right now, as far as world title plans, absolutely not. And I know LA Knight fans out there are going to be screaming at the top of their lungs. Folks, I am an LA Knight fan. I have gone on record to say it on audio, on video, blah, blah, blah. But I also call this as real as real gets. He still has work to do. And when I say work to do, I'm not saying he's lazy or this. You need time. Baby loved baby faces who draw money are not built in a day. Makes sense to me. And I think the proof is in the pudding from you said from that crowd. Now you said about the Saudi crowd, but I'm going to, I'm going to compare Apple to apples. Look at that crowd in the emotion, emotional involvement with that crowd for the opening match between Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. And then look at that crowd and hear that crowd during LA night and Roman Reigns. You would think it would be more so for that main event, but it wasn't. I mean, that Saudi crowd bought into every second of that opening contest for the World Heavyweight Championship, and it wasn't there. Bully, during the break, we went back and we talked. There was like some controversy over, was there a three count before Jimmy Uso put uh, Roman Reigns' foot on the bottom rope? But, like, we were looking at that crowd. Now, whether... That third count happened or didn't happen. I didn't see that crowd react the way that you thought that crowd react would be for somebody where they thought there was a new champion or LA Knight just beat Roman. It just wasn't there. Now, maybe some of that is because they're expecting Roman to win that match. But either way, that crowd investment wasn't there for that match like it was for that opening contest on Saturday. And this is and this is why I encourage fans who want to become more students of the game to listen closely because it will tell you what you need to know. 
And everything that we're talking about is just fair, honest feedback on L.A. Knight and Roman Reigns. Yes. This is very fair this morning. Hey, everyone. Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Mark, earlier in the show, you were talking about Roman's reign, and then you were talking about John Cena and how people weren't complaining. But people were complaining when John Cena was champion. You had, like, the crowd split 50-50 singing, Cena sucks. How many phone calls I would take here on Busted Open about how Cena was selfish and how many people he buried when he was the champion and everything like that. Like, all you have to do is look at what John Cena's done over the last five years. By the way, hasn't won in a singles match in five years. Think about that from somebody like John Cena. Now, I get John Cena hasn't been around much, but still. And then he got decimated by Solo Sokoa on Saturday at Crown Jewel. And think about what Wade Barrett and Michael Cole are saying. They're saying, for God's sakes, pin him already. And then Solo pinned him. I mean, I I don't think I've ever seen maybe other than the match he had with Brock Lesnar as one-sided of a match in John Cena's whole career than what I saw on Saturday with Solo Sokoa. Dave, did you see last week, or I'm sorry, two weeks ago, Chris Jericho and Hobbs? Yes. The greats? It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to look at them as, oh, man, they suck. They fell off. No. They're going to look at it as, wow, what a change in the guard. It's a, it's a, it's a level of, of respect a great wrestler has to have to go out and hand, pass the torch to somebody. I had a few of those moments and I, I I loved every minute of it because I, I I felt like wow this is a a level of currency that you can't spend it but it's always there it's like gold you can spend a dollar but if you got gold bullion it's just sitting in the bank getting more valuable every day and what Cena did is a gift that's going to keep on giving for a long, long time. And I respect the hell out of him for it. And two or three is enough. You know, you start getting around five or six, then, okay, it took a howitzer to blow your head off. You know, but nonetheless, the job got done. It was effective. It was it was a... Uh, unbelievable success, and nobody will remember that um, Cena lost this match in a couple of weeks. Well, I think they. I, I I disagree. I think they are. I think I think this was a memorable victory 
that I think people are going to remember this victory for Solo for some years to come because I think they're going to remind you of this victory for years to come. Well, Ding. more than Cena's loss, they're going to remember that Solo won. The WWE will re be replaying this at least for the next week or two. Now, lots of people on so social media. Bully, why did it take 993,000 spikes to beat John Cena? Of course, I'm exaggerating. They were like, why did it take 11 or 12 spikes? The story that was being told was the absolute decimation of John Cena. Mm. How many covers did Solo Sokoa go for after the spikes? None. Until he went for the cover. Yep. And when he did go to the, for the cover, what happened? One, two, three, one. So it's not like Cena was kicking out of these spikes. We don't know. Solo could have won after this first spike, but that's not what Solo wanted to do. Solo's job was to absolutely decimate John Cena to the point where the announcers were like, please just pin him and beat him already. And that's why I thought Wade Barrett and, and Michael Cole did a fantastic job because they were, fantastic. I mean, even Wade Barrett, who's kind of like the heelish commentator, was kind of like enough's enough. Like that was like, for, you know, just pin him already. Please just pin him. Like you're right. I saw it that way too. I, like this wasn't like a case where, yeah, he went for that cover, one, two, kick out. That wasn't what happened. Like at, I felt like at any point Solo could have went for a cover and got the victory. He just wanted to punish John. He wanted to make a statement. That's why, Mark, for me, this will be. I think that this match will be remembered for Solo Sokoa's entire career. I think, I think what Mark meant to say is this is not going to hurt John Cena in any way, shape, or form. Oh not. no, nothing ever. Yeah, will. that's what I meant. No, and, nothing and I, ever you, will. You talked about Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett is becoming a national treasure. Yeah, I mean, like uh, he the only guy I ever heard use the word temerity. Yeah. <laughs> I said, "Hey, kids, break out your break out your vocabulary vocabulary uh, words because that is one that uh, you don't hear that often." That's a great word, Dave. What was the last thing you saw in the segment between Solo and Cena? I just remember Solo standing over Cena. Was that the last thing that you saw? Yeah. No, it wasn't. What was it? It was Cena stayed down until Solo left the arena, walked up and went through Gorilla. And then what happened to the crowd? All they had left was to concentrate on Cena. And Cena slowly got up and they gave Cena a standing ovation. Again, they and they started chanting, "Thank you, Cena." Genius. And what? And Genius. This is, and this is where it's all kind of about the follow up too. Um, you know, you mentioned Hobbs destroying Jericho. It's not gonna. It's not going to hurt Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho's a legend. No, he's a first battle Hall of Famer. But it does a world of good for Hobbs. Everybody won in that match. Everybody took a step forward. Um, 
Solo takes a massive step forward in the decimation and pinning of John Cena. And John Cena just takes another step forward to his goat level immortality. Yeah. When he, th- those people weren't like, boo, you got your ass kicked. You lost definitively. You're washed up and done and partially balding. They gave him a standing ovation. Thank you so much for putting your body through that and willing yourself up in the middle of the ring and performing and coming here for us. That's the beauty of what we did. And and do you know who was one of the absolute best at doing that every night after he lost? Who? Tommy Dreamer. Tommy would get his ass handed to him most nights by me and Devon and then stay down until me and Devon left the arena and then the standing ovation would start for Tommy because Tommy once again gave his blood, his sweat, and his tears for ECW. And that's how he got so massively over as a baby face in ECW. What's next for John Cena, you think? Like, uh, there's a lot of people speculating, is that it for John Cena? The way the commentators were talking about Cena, I don't think it is. But, man, if if that was the last we see from John Cena... I mean, to to be able to do what he did for Solo Sokoa, it, it did wonders for Solo Sokoa. But I'm wondering what's next for John Cena. Uh, Hollywood is opening back up. So if he got uh, Peacemaker or any uh, stuff to, to go back and start working on that he was working on, he can go back and work again. I would say that if, if, capital if, underscored, bold letters, circled, if, 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 the WWE has any kind of a bug up its ass because Flair went to AEW, you might see the WWE put John Cena in a position to break Flair's record. And that would, and I think we would agree that if that were to happen, it wouldn't be with the WWE Universal Championship. It would be for the World Heavyweight Championship. Correct. Yeah, because they it's still technically a World Championship. That would be John Cena's seventeenth reign as World Champion, and he would and he would beat Ric Flair's record of sixteen. No, Mark, you're shaking your head. No, or no, I'm thinking that's genius. Why? Thank you. That, that's that's what I would do because well, I would want my guy, handmade, to be the guy singly hold that title. They keep calling him the goat. I'll I'll, com- I'll compare it to something, Dave. The Dudleys, and I'm detaching myself. The Dudleys came in and became the most successful tag team in the history of the WWE more successful than the Hardys were, more successful than Edge and Christian were, Demolition, the Hearts, the Road Warriors, yada, 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 the most amount of championships. But it got to a point where the WWE said, we want one of our homegrowns to become the most successful team, thus the Usos, thus the uh, the the New Day. So they you always want something that, that's built at home to be your biggest and best. 
Now, maybe the WWE has stayed away from Flair's championship run out of respect for Rick. But now Rick's not a part of the WWE anymore. Rick is a part of, some people would call it, the competition. And he's not going to come back for a while. He signed a multi-year deal, so... So now the WWE can't refer to Ric Flair anymore, or, or it's not going to be in their best interest anymore to re- re- refer to Ric Flair as the, the, the most decorated world heavyweight champion. So let's get one on Cena. Now our homegrown guy has the most championships. I, I got to be honest. Of all time. They, Mark, you just said it. You said the greatest of all They've been saying that greatest of all time moniker ever since he's come back. They even said it on commentary on Saturday that Cena doesn't like the fact that they keep saying that he's the greatest of all time. How do you make him the greatest of all time? By making him have the most championship runs of any other champion. Now, I get it that Ric Flair was NWA, multiple different championships, but we always think of Ric Flair in that 16 times. If John Cena wins it again, he's now a 17-time champion. I, and then they could say the great, and then they, without any kind of argument in their world, they could say John Cena is the greatest of all time. And there's not an argument because no one's no been champion more than John Cena. Uh, Bully, I, I, I would be surprised, Bully, if they didn't do that. Why bring Cena back? If that's not one of the things that's on your mind, especially now that Ric Flair, it's not like Ric Flair signed a one-year deal and then you're like, all right, next year Ric Flair will be back in the fold. He signed a multi-year deal with AEW. So Flair's not coming back anytime soon, if ever. You know who this actually benefits? Who? Charlotte. Daddy Shadow's not around right now for the next two years. It does help Charlotte. I agree with that. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Not that they were side by side, but with Rick in a completely different company, I think it benefits Charlotte. And like I said, the WWE, would you guys agree that the WWE either stood by Rick or backed him up during some of the lowest points of his careers, his career and life? Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, so troubled we, times, too. Troubled times, absolutely. So the WWE is going to go, we stuck by you. We never put anybody else in a, in a position to break your record. But now you've decided to take your talents elsewhere to a company that has created a little bit of problems for the WWE. Now maybe one of our guys needs to become the goat of all goats and the most decorated mm. world champion of all time. And Mark, and Mark, not trying to put you in a, in a situation, but you know how they think. Do you put it past them for thinking this way? Not at all. Because, I mean, there's things that I've learned in pro wrestling that – uh, equate to this. Uh, if you don't work for me, I can't do nothing to you. So there is a level of bitterness that can come when you screw over 
or you do something that's deemed, you know what, I I don't know if that's a, a, a good thing to do as much as I've done to help. Come across like, um, hey, it's more about me than about the business. I'm not saying that that's what it is. I'm saying that I, I know that that hair can get in, in your ass sometimes. And I don't think either one of us are saying that is what happened. No, not at all. I'm not saying that's no. what happened. Mark's not saying that. I'm saying, but it's there's enough in the past with others where you could go, yeah, this might happen to him also. And we don't know the conversations, if there were any conversations. Hey, listen, Rick might have got a call from Tony, and Tony said, listen, I'm going to give you this much money. And Rick said, okay, let me think about it. And then Rick picked up the phone and called Hunter and said, hey, Hunter, listen, this is what they want to do to me. And Hunter said, okay, well, go take the money, Rick. And you can always speculate. Nonetheless, nevertheless, Rick is in AEW now. John Cena now has an opportunity to become number one on the list, not tied with, not asterisk next to number one. Well, Bully, I, I feel like they probably would have gone this route even if Ric Flair didn't go to AEW. When you talk about Ric Flair, you got to talk about NWA, WCW. Like, John Cena is a WWE lifer. Every single reign is in the world of the WWE. I feel like for them, why have that asterisk? You have John yeah. Cena, you know, win that 17th one. He's the guy. You're not even bringing up Ric Flair anymore. I feel like I feel like they probably were going to go this route no matter what. Now, there's probably extra incentive because Ric Flair has moved on. But I feel like this probably would have happened anyway. <laughs>